0: Mike connected with me. Dr. Hall connected with me about seven years ago because we were both interested in sleep health and performance, and we started to work together and helping people in a bigger way. Both of us were seeing patients and helping people one at a time, and I'll tell you, there's been nothing in my career that's been more rewarding to to see or be in the presence of people whose lives have changed as a result of improving their sleep. Forget frequently asked questions.
1: Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1% the website is sleepperformanceinstitute.com, and we're going to talk about uh, what they do there and what the goal is. So, Jonathan, thank you for coming. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Sam, from our talk before the recording that, uh, you know, you have a clinic. We help patients with and sleep apnea, but the Sleep Performance Institute is different. Uh, can you tell listeners about it a little bit? Sure.
0: Uh, I've been, uh, well, I'm actually trained as a dentist, been practicing for 36 years, uh, but focused most of my uh, training and time with, uh, helping patients to treating snoring and sleep apnea. And so I work with, uh, a lot of physicians, sleep physicians, uh, in, in my work and I collaborate care with patients. And one of those uh, sleep physicians is a neurologist uh, named Mike Howell, who I think has done a podcast with you in the past. And, um, so, uh, Mike connected with me, Dr. Hall, connected with me about seven years ago uh, because we were both interested in sleep, health, and performance, and um we started to work together uh and, and helping people in a bigger way. Both of us were seeing patients and helping people one at a time and and I'll tell you there's been nothing in my career that's been more rewarding to to see or be in the presence of people whose lives have changed as a result of improving their sleep. But he and I were were both really wanted to focus on improving sleep in larger groups of people uh, because so many people are sleeping poorly. I mean, the reality is that most people don't sleep well, but they're not sure what to do about it. And he and I had had so much experience, uh, you know, combined about 40 years of experience in helping people sleep better with all sorts of different sleep issues that we really sort of understand sleep at a deep level. And um, we wanted to bring that to larger numbers of people. And uh, the truth is that most people who have sleep problems don't really need to see a doctor about it. They just need to understand the problem, understand the challenges they're having and understand sleep and then be given some ways to resolve it without using medications or medical devices or surgery. And so we started to put together programming that would help people in a simple way to start to resolve their sleep problems. And uh, so that's really what he and I have been working on over the last seven years, and it's it's been quite an amazing experience to see that happen.
1: Yeah. The clinic for snoring and apnea is not the whole story, so you had to do the Sleep Performance Institute. So how are the, how do the problems get siloed? Who sees you in the snoring and apnea part, and who goes to the Sleep Performance Institute, and why?
0: Well, they're they're very different. So in my practice, where I treat people with snoring and sleep apnea, most of those people have already uh seen somebody like a like Dr. Howell, like a sleep physician or their primary physician, with a complaint of snoring uh and the symptoms of of apnea. And um many of them have gone through some sort of assessment or sleep testing to confirm that they have sleep apnea. And the treatment of choice for Uh, People with sleep apnea is CPAP, continuous positive airway pressure. It's basically a mask and a blower, and it blows air through the hose and mask uh, through your nose to open up the airway to help you sleep better at night, because people with sleep apnea stop breathing. Snoring is sort of (laughs) self-explanatory, It's and and it does only affect the sleep person sleeping. As a matter of fact, most of the time, it doesn't affect the person sleeping. It affects their sleep partner. I know I've woken up and
1: my kids have said, Dad, you were snoring. I had no clue.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, and CPAP is highly effective in in treating people with sleep apnea, but only 50% of people who use the CPAP can tolerate it. So many people need an alternative option. So they're sent to my office uh, because we use uh, oral appliances, uh, dental devices, that fit over the upper and lower teeth, and they hold the jaw slightly forward, and that opens the airway to help people breathe, and it, it resolves snoring. So it's most effective in people with mild uh, to moderate sleep apnea. It's highly effective in people who don't have sleep apnea but snore loudly. Um, and so it really, in 85% of the people, who uh, it, it really improves their snoring Um or people with mild to moderate apnea probably 60 to 70% success in managing that as well but it's only effective in about 50% of people with severe apnea and those are the people that usually should be using CPAP to to manage their problem um so that are there
1: is any people that are willing to do both CPAP and the oral appliance or can you get to do that with
0: the yes we that is one option that if people are not getting the results with their CPAP that they want. Before
1: we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives in our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit findinggeniuspodcast.com and click on support us. We have three levels of membership from $10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit findinggeniuspodcast.com and click support us today. Now,
0: back to the show. Or that the sleep physician that they're working with wants then we do combinations of therapy uh, periodically. And if they wear the appliance, it will help to stabilize the airway so that blowing air in is much easier and uh, makes it easier for the patient to tolerate. So the answer is yes, we do both. But it's usually in people with more severe apnea where where the CPAP alone isn't enough or isn't tolerable enough. So the Sleep Performance Institute,
1: though, are you still working on the same problems just with different people, or are the problems different,
0: are the remedies different? The problem is different. So the Sleep Performance Institute is a completely separate company or business. And what 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 we know is that, like I mentioned, most people don't sleep well, and they're not sure what to do about it. And by not sleeping well, what I mean is they struggle falling asleep or staying asleep. Um, and, and when people will complain of difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep and you ask them, well, what is it that is causing this? They'll say, well, I I can't shut my mind down. You know, I lie down in bed and my mind starts racing. And then, then, then my task list, oh, I've got to do this, this, and this tomorrow. And they can't drift off to sleep. Uh, Or they wake up during the night and the same thing starts to happen. Or they can't get comfortable during sleep, so they, they're they restless. Um, so there are huge numbers of people with this issue, and they just figure that, hey, that's me, I and, but they don't know what to do about it. So Dr. Howell and I, um, based on our experience, have created programs to help people understand what it is that's triggering um, these issues, and then give them a step-by-step process that is fun and interesting and engaging to help them resolve it. So
1: what... The question here, you know, or quick observation, is that I've spoken to a lot of people about sleep, and I've heard a lot of them say, you probably have two, oh, yeah, I sleep pretty well, but yet they're having, you know, symptoms this, that, or the other. And it's kind of... It's funny, It's, it's simply because you're literally not aware, you're unconscious... So you don't know what's going on, you know whether you're snoring or inside of the other. And even if you have arousals, you may not wake up all the way. So it makes exactly. it hard to figure out what happened when you slept. Just, you're not aware. You haven't thought about it. In exactly. that dream, you know, at 15 minutes after you wake up, it's like a dream. You just kind of forget
0: about it. Right. So th- there are three key elements there. Number one is in order to feel refreshed and really um, live your life to, to its fullest, uh, we need to feel we we need to sleep well, and sleeping well means that our quality of sleep is good, that our length of sleep is good, and that the timing of our sleep is consistent with with uh, with each of us. And so, quality, length, and timing of sleep are absolutely essential for getting good, healthy sleep. And for many people, they're not getting enough sleep. They're not getting it at the right time, according to their natural body clock. And like you said, their sleep is disrupted for some reason during the night, but they're unaware of it. And so, you know, these, the, the technology that's out there, you can buy a Fitbit or a Jawbone or uh, an Apple Watch, whatever technology you want, and it will give you information about how much you're moving around at night or maybe your quality of sleep, which you weren't aware of. But the question is, you know, why aren't you feeling well? Why aren't you sleeping well? And so we need to help people understand sleep and then help them try and identify what it is that is impacting their quality of sleep or educate them well enough to be able to understand what their body clock says or when they should be sleeping. I mean, you, you've you probably experienced that as it relates to timing of sleep. We say, you know, you need eight hours of sleep and normally you go to bed at 1030 and you wake up at 630 and you feel pretty good. But the nights you go to bed at one, you know, you've been out to, you know, with friends, you get to bed at one in the morning and you wake up at nine or 930, you don't feel as rested. That's because the timing of your sleep is not consistent with your circadian rhythm or your body clock. And so you're not going to feel Uh, it if you don't sleep within the timing, your own natural timing. So those are little things. question, Question here, circadian
1: question. Yes. So regardless of your chronotype, is there a time you should never go to sleep and wake up no matter what? You know, like whatever my chronotype, is it no good for anyone? to go to bed at like six in the morning and sleep till 2 p.m. and then get up and stay up again till six in the morning. You know, like, for instance, I've been going to bed at like three or four in the morning for 20 years and I get up at like 11 or noon. So even if I have a really late chronotype, is that just too late and I shouldn't be doing that no matter what? Is there, again, certain times that are not healthy for anybody?
0: No, I I would say that it really, I mean, what what we will do, I mean, the answer to your question is, is, no, there are people that, that have certain chronotypes, like you mentioned, um, that are at the end of the bell curve. They're 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 different than most people. But the truth is that it's probably a very small percentage, a very small percentage. Um, but if we asked you, if we said to you, "All right, let's determine what your what your chronotype is. Let's determine what your circadian rhythm is." Um, what what I would what I would ask you is, look, if, if we sent you to Hawaii for a month. And we said to you, you have no responsibilities. You don't, you know, you don't have, there's no work responsibilities. There's no family responsibilities. Go to bed when you're sleepy. Wake up when you're done. I mean, if I offered you a thousand dollars, you couldn't sleep any longer and eat when you're hungry and so on. What time would you go to sleep and what time would you wake up? So, would you say it's like you said, three to four in the morning, and wake up, you know, eleven or twelve? Well, I'll give you an example. I don't mean to turn this personal,
1: but maybe it's oh, interesting it's the listeners. Yeah. When I go on vacation with my family, I get up at you know eight nine o'clock, and it's okay because I realized I'm, I'm thinking time doesn't matter. We have to get up and do stuff and all that. And when I get tired, it's okay for me to go to bed at you know eleven or or eleven p.m. or midnight. I can tell if I get up at six, it's just too early for me, no matter what I do. Yeah, so I can tell. Like probably my sweet spot of the earliest would be to go to bed at midnight and get up at eight or something, or one and get up at nine. So I can feel it by having done that experiment. But and I also feel as I'm getting older that the three and the four is too late. I don't sleep as well, so I'm
0: trying to pull it back. So just by feel, I've kind of figured that out. And that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. So based on what you're telling me. I mean, what I'm saying is, what time at night would you be sleepy? And you're saying somewhere between 12 and 1. Is that accurate? The day is done properly, and I'm not drinking caffeine
1: late and I'm not messing myself up. Yeah. That's probably the natural time that I would get tired.
0: That's what we want to know. And so if you went to bed at, uh, let's say, 12 or 1, like you said, naturally, you'd probably feel comfortable waking up between 8 and 9, something like that. But like you, like you said, at 6, it's not, it's not okay, because that's not within your rhythm, and you're, you're going to be dragging that day, and you probably won't be as sharp. Your mind won't be quite as sharp, um, and so on. So, I mean, these are some of the exercises that we use. What we've created, basically, is we've created an assessment tool, and we've created an app around this programming that I think is going to change the game for people. And and the reason is it will help us. We go through an assessment, a survey that's going to be fun. It's got video. It's got interesting information. And it takes you 10 minutes to go through the assessment and answer some questions about, about you. And then once you've done that, we've created an algorithm which will tell us what your sleep issues are. Based on that information, it will take you then to a pathway that will um, go through steps of resolving that sleep issue and getting you sleeping, you know, your quality of sleep, your length of sleep, and your timing of sleep back on track for you. I mean, if there, if there are 15 different people in the room, there's probably 15 different circadian rhythms. We're really trying to customize it to each person. And this survey uh, tool allows us to do that. And, and it's fun and engaging and, and, um, Uh, And and the way that we've decided to move this out into the world is by going into corporations. And uh, because when people sleep well, their health is better, their mood is better, and their performance is dramatically better. And we know in corporations, if a corporation has a thousand employees, it's going to save $1.4 million in revenue. For that corporation, based on all the research data that's out there on the economics of, of uh, healthy sleep versus poor sleep. And so that's why it, a lot of uh, companies are interested in engaging in this. And uh, because they look at the bottom line, we're more interested in looking at it. I mean, that's one small piece, but we're more interested in looking at it th- this way because if we can help people sleep better, it'll improve their relationships, which we need right now. There's too much angst in the world. And, and if people sleep better, they they deal with each other in a more loving way. Um, in addition, uh, you know, they'll, they'll have more energy for their family at the end of the day. They'll be better workers. Um, we just feel like it, it can make a big difference in the world. And there's nothing out there like that right now. And there are some amazing sleep, brilliant sleep medicine people who are, uh, you know, teaching and working with patients. But I, I just haven't seen anything yet that I think uh, can be brought to groups of people that can make a difference like this. So that's it's kind of what we've created in order to try and help sleep in general in, in a big way. Uh, we also are going to sports teams. We've met with a couple of professional sports teams who are interested in it. Uh, because it dramatically changes performance, uh, speed, split-second decision-making, reaction time, strength, endurance. I mean, the research data, and all this is evidence-based. It's all based on research data. Um, it clearly supports the impact of sleep on athletic performance and performance in general in the workplace, reducing accidents, uh, reducing healthcare care costs, uh, just improving people's health in general. I sleep well. All my
1: relationships are better. You know, we're <laughs> calm. I don't snap at people and everything. And when I don't sleep well, the day is just a struggle to get through. And you know, again, you tend to be short with, or I tend to be short with people and, and you know, even little interactions at the coffee shop or whatever. So, you know, sleep is uh, it makes a huge difference. And I know everyone listening has a memory of a time where they woke up and they felt amazing and they were ready to go. And unfortunately, people have memories a lot, probably recently, of uh, times they woke up dragging and. Yeah. having not had coffee and just feeling ugh, all day. So yeah The super important short. Sure. Yeah. So at, at the institute, who uh you said you're, you're reaching out to sports teams and businesses. Yeah. Like who are the people that have successfully gone through the program? And what does that look like any case studies, you know, without names?
0: Yeah, so um recently we worked with a uh a um a firm that does work with emerging companies and uh you know, just to to they wanted to, they wanted to engage us because they wanted better performance out of their workers, and they they could tell that you know the employees because of the long hours were uh, you know were struggling at times, and the quality of the work they wanted to see improve. And it's a fast paced business, so we went in and did programming for them. Uh, they went through the survey. And then we guided them. This was a smaller company. I think they had 20 employees, um, and they noticed a difference within a week. And uh, and the the co-founders of the company both engaged in it, and they both were involved in. Are you familiar with CrossFit, which is a you know training and fitness exercise yes. program? So they were both involved in 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 training and competing, and. One of the co-founders kind of looked at me and said, "Hey," he said, "I have not lifted this much, this many times as far as weight ever." And he, he, what he did is he changed, he changed his whole uh, schedule so that instead of staying up later at night and trying to finish projects, he was going to bed at eight thirty or nine and getting up at five at, or four thirty to work before anybody else was up and then he would instead of training first thing in the morning at at 5:30 or 6 he was now training uh at noon and he said it it's completely changed the game for him his work is better he's better, got a better mood he's he said he his his competition has dramatically changed um and his ability you know just his endurance strength and uh speed so I mean, that's one example of how it can affect people personally and his family's noticed a difference and also uh, in, in his uh, sports performance. Well, how do you get people to figure that stuff out or do they have to do it themselves? You mean without a,
1: without a program or the app? Yeah, specifically, what, what does the journey look like for someone using the app and using your program? How does, you know, what's an example? You give an example of how someone helped themselves, but literally... Yes. What were the steps in which someone like that helps themselves?
0: So here's, um, uh, so as I mentioned, uh, if we go into, uh, let's say the marketing department at a fortune 500 company and we engage the employees there, they would do the assessments. We would get the information. They would then go on to the app again to do the management part of it to help improve their, um, to help improve their sleep. So, you know, it depends on on what their it depends on what their issue is. So, let's say for example that they have a uh, uh de- delayed circadian rhythm. In other words, this is the person that uh is this what you want? You want me to give you an example of how they would go through this? Oh, when someone, you know, someone listening could be interested and they could see yeah really some of the steps. Arnie, so, yeah. So, so um, what they would do is they would then be given access to the app, and let's say if they have a delayed circadian rhythm. um, so this is somebody who, let's say, wants to go to bed with their spouse at ten o'clock and their spouse falls asleep right away, but they can't, you know, their mind starts going. And we've determined based on the assessment that they have circadian delay. So, in other words, they could fall asleep easily at midnight. But they can fall asleep at 10, but that's when they want to go to bed with their spouse. So what we would do is help them identify that this is the reason that their minds won't shut down, that actually their body can go to sleep. It's just going to you're going to sleep at the wrong time. So we would help them uh, identify that, and we give them some steps to shifting that. For example, we may have them... Since we want to shift their sleep timing, um we would have them go through a number of steps that would be educational, would be fun. they'd learn about what and uh, you know a lot of the things I just mentioned, but many more things about sleep and how it fits with their own sleep and then we might say to them as a s as a step to try and resolve this, we want you to um after you get up in the morning. We want you to get into sunlight right away. Now, if you live in the northern climates in the in the winter time, you're not going to get sunlight. So we may tell you, if you can't get sunlight for at least thirty to sixty minutes, you know, go take a walk for thirty to sixty minutes. If that's not an option for you, then buy a ten thousand lux light box. I mean, and we could give them an idea of where to get that, probably on Amazon, and use it for thirty to sixty minutes. In the morning. What that does is it starts to set your circadian timing, your circadian rhythm. Then we see how that, I mean, we'll see how that goes for a week or so. And if they're still, you know, might be a little better, but not completely, then we would start to introduce melatonin. We may have them check their vitamin D levels. We may, uh, you know, there's a number of things that may be part of their process to make sure that. Everything is set up in their system to be successful at falling asleep and staying asleep and doing it at the right time. And we'd guide them about exactly when to take their melatonin. We'd ask them if they want us to send them a cue through the app as to, you know, remind them to take it. Um, And so we would set up a plan uh, using light and melatonin. Now we're going to start to shift. Um, their sleep timing so that they actually feel sleepier maybe at ten or ten thirty, and this will happen over a period of a few weeks, so that now they can successfully go to sleep with their husband. Now, I condense that there you know in in one simple example, uh, but the steps that would be guided by the app. There'd probably be about three or four additional steps in the process. Uh, but this is what we found to be successful in the right situation. And so we're able to identify the, the uh, right situations and guide people to the right resolution or the right uh, uh, options for, uh, for resolving it. Well, very good. What's the best way for people to find out about the uh, Sleep Performance Institute and get in touch they want help? Go online to www.sleepperformanceinstitute.com, and there's information on our website about the work that we do with corporations and uh, and sports teams. And uh, you know, sleep's a big deal, so we uh, we're excited to start to make a difference uh, or make a bigger difference in the world.
1: Yeah, and um, what what uh, impact on human health do you want to have? Uh, through the Sleep Performance Institute and your clinic, you know I know it's kind of a broad question, but uh, what's what's your goal that you have in your mind?
0: Well, as as I mentioned before, I mean sleep, poor sleep leads to increased risk of you know heart disease, uh, cancer, diabetes, um, dementia. I mean the list goes on. Uh, anxiety, depression issues are all greatly influenced by poor sleep and so that's one area where we we want to make a difference people's mood like you mentioned earlier i mean you can really tell the difference when you sleep well and mood dramatically affects relationships so i think in the end we just want people to be healthier and to be able to do their to do their lives better and when they sleep better, it, has, it makes a huge impact on, uh, on people's lives and, and how vibrant they are. Thank you for coming on the podcast, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and uh, sleep well. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review
1: us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs.